When you're just getting started in business, you just don't know what you don't know. Or at least that was the case for me. And either someone put me up on game or I did a lot of research or I just learned it from experience. And I get the question, how do I get started the right way all of the time. And not only that, I see so many people saying that they're business owners or that they take an X, Y, and Z course, but they don't have some of the business foundations that are needed. And that ain't shade, that ain't tea. That's just what I'm seeing and what I'm hearing in different conversations. So I thought, you know what, let me revive this topic and refresh it because there's so much that I've learned since I recorded that podcast episode. So today I'm going to be talking about the steps that you need to implement in the beginning of your business or even just have as a foundation. So if you're thinking about um, starting a business, you need to listen to this episode. If you're a beginner, you definitely need to make sure you have these things in place. And even if you're intermediate or advanced in your business growth, you want to just make sure that you have these steps in place and are implementing them. So this is definitely, and I know I say this a lot, but this one for real is really going to be a note-taking one. It's very meaty. I am spilling all the tea. So get comfortable and let's get into it. You're listening to the Busy Biz Podcast, and I'm your host, Alexis C. Richardson. I built my five-figure business right out of college and while working a nine-to-five job. After five years in corporate and three years of building my business, I bet on myself and quit my job. It's time to build the business of your dreams, and we're going to do it together. If you're ready to build the business while balancing a nine-to-five, turn up the volume and let's do the work. All right, so we're going to get right into it. The couple of things that I just want you to know before we get into the steps are one, this is post business plan. So you need to make sure that you already have a business plan. You have your business idea. You know your target audience. You've done all the research. You want to make sure that there's actually a market for your business. Like all of that research probably I would suggest needs to be done before this because these are the steps that you need to take once you're like serious about setting it up and before you start taking payments. So this is that in between steps before you start taking payments, but after you've fleshed out your business plan, fleshed out what you're going to be offering and the services and things like that. So the first step that you need to take in order to start your business, the things that I wish I would have known when I first got started are step one, set up your business structure. So when you're doing business, you have to be in a position to accept coin before you even think about providing any service or any product to the public you want to make sure that your foundation is built and I think that the key thing that people miss about this part is that there are two people that you need for this step is an accountant and a lawyer because there is a big difference between the legal structure and the tax structure of your business. And each one has different like intricacies and it depends on the state that you're doing business in, the state that you registered or founded your business in and all those things. Plus, there are all these new laws that are coming out impacting small business owners like California's AB5, GDPR that happened, I think that was in like 2018, the California new privacy law. There's just so many laws that are being either enacted or that they're being drafted that are trying to catch up to how quickly small businesses have grown. The online business space, there's just a lot that's different in the small business and online business industry that didn't exist before. So laws are trying to catch up with them. But at the same time, it's impacting us as small business owners and online entrepreneurs. So at the minimum, you need to get a consultation with an accountant and a lawyer who both have experience with small business clients. 
An accountant will be able to help you determine your tax structure, while a lawyer can provide deeper guidance on the best business structure for you. If you can't afford either right now, I really do suggest that you at least try to get a consultation, but I know that that's not the case for everybody. So I just say, you know what, do a ton. And when I say a ton, I really, really, really do mean a ton of research into the state and federal and even sometimes city requirements for you to run a business in your area. So anywho, the different types of business structures are a sole proprietorship, an LLC, which is limited liability corporation, an S corp or S corporation, a C corporation and a partnership. Those are like the big five. I might be missing one or two, but those are like the big five. And if you're like any thing else outside of those you definitely need to consult <laughs> with a professional but with these different business structures they come with different tax forms so you have your schedule c you have your 1040 you have your 1120 you have 1065 and it's just like a whole alphabet number soup of forms and hence why i say you need to just talk to people who deal with this daily but there's just a lot that goes into like the legal and business structure Oh, I almost forgot this. There's something called a DBA. It's doing business as, or it can also be called a trade name. So if you're a sole proprietor and you're doing any type of business other than your legal name, you need to file for a DBA. And yes, it costs money, but you need to do it because legal things. Um, And even if you are another one of those structures, you still need a DBA. So even as a LLC, I have several DBAs that I do business as. A good way to think about a DBA is it's like your brand name. So you could be doing business as Applejack's Donuts, but your legal structure name is Boo Boo Kitty LLC. Now those are terrible names, right? But that is how you can think of that. So once you establish your legal structure, even if you're a sole proprietor and you've set up your DBAs and you've done all that, you also need to apply for an employer identification number. It's also called an EIN. Now this thing is actually totally free and you can get this, I believe on the IRS website at irs.gov and you can just search EIN or you could just Google EIN or getting EIN and it will come up. Once you have your EIN number, you'll be able to use it in place of your social security number when doing business. So yeah, make sure that you are getting that EIN. All right, step number two is separate your business and personal income. I don't even think I can truly underscore how critical this is. But just like the government says, separation of church and state, you need to be thinking that same thing when it comes to separating your business and personal incomes. They are two separate things. And this even goes for my multi-level marketers too. So y'all need to get y'all some separate accounts too. Still not on board? Okay, so here's a few reasons why you need to separate them things. So number one, I think that there may be like some type of law against mixing business and personal. Don't quote me on that. Um, but I do know if you mix, you know, both of them business and personal incomes, if God forbid someone tries to sue you, they can come for both of your incomes because there's not a clear distinction of accounts of what's business and what's personal. It's all in one pot. And I believe this like whole thing is called like piercing the corporate veil. Again, don't quote me, but I think that's what it's called. Um, Number two, the reason why you should have separate business and personal incomes or business income accounts are if you don't separate your income, you won't really know how well your business 
business is doing financially. So you could be deep, and I do mean deep, in the red, and you won't even know it because it's all in one pot. And then number three, the third reason why you should be separating your business and personal incomes is come tax time, your accountant will not be happy with you. Because I don't even know if it's possible to reconcile business books when your business and personal income are mixed. I don't know if an accountant would actually, you know, take you on as a client if they're mixed, you know, because they might not want to be held liable. I don't know. I can't speak for them. But you definitely want to look into setting up separate business bank accounts. And again, this step comes after that first step because you want to have your business EIN for all of this. Because when you go to the bank, they're going to tell you about the business checkings, the savings, and also there's business credit accounts that are available. The great thing about having these accounts is you'll be able to establish your business history, your business credit, and all at the same time, right? Random fact. This is actually important. This random fact is important. I just thought about this. Um, If you want to buy a house in the next couple of years, because if you're applying for a mortgage loan and you want to have your business income counts toward the loan amount that you want them to approve you for, they will ask you for two years of business statements, you know, or two years of tax returns for your business. So if you don't even have your situation separate, you won't be able to give that to them, right? And well, I would say some do also ask for one year, but I've heard two years of business income returns a lot. So I think it depends on the company, but either way, in order to provide those tax returns and to provide those statements or those profit and loss statements, you're gonna have to have separate business accounts. So when you're just creating those accounts and you're like, well, I don't have any business you know, income yet. So what money am I supposed to use for these business bank accounts? What you can do is you can give yourself a personal loan to get those business accounts started. and depending on the bank, they have like minimum balances that you have to have in there. And what you can do is in your accounting software or like at the end of the year, you can just flag that initial payment as a owner's investment. And there's a lot of different tax things that you can do, but make sure you flag it as an owner's investment. And eventually you'll be able to pay yourself back that owner's investment in a really cool ways. But definitely when you're doing that, (laughs) consult an accountant. Another thing is when you have a make sure that you're paying yourself on a schedule. So set up a schedule where that's biweekly or monthly that you actually pay yourself because you don't want to take money out whenever because it can lead to a really bad habit and that can lead to other things. So yeah, I I would just pay yourself on a schedule. I pay myself monthly, you know, um, because I used to get paid monthly in my job. So I just kind of continued that with my business. Oh, one last thing I will say about this whole separate bank accounts is create an account just for taxes, a savings account specifically just for taxes. So every time you make money, put like 20 to 30% in that account. Again, consult with a consultant or an accountant, I mean, around like maybe that percentage, but 20% at the minimum needs to go into that account because the I, the R, the S does not play about their money. And as a business owner, you have to pay your taxes in. The deadlines and the forms are different based on your tax structure, but you can go to the IRS website at irs.gov pay, I believe, and they'll have details and instructions there. All right, we are on step three. This is set up the systems you need to actually accept 
payments. The first system that you need is a bookkeeping and accounting system. I suggest QuickBooks because it's magical. Of course, there are others, but that's the one that I personally use. And I suggest a bookkeeping system is because when I first got started, I did the whole Excel thing and I kept track of like all of that. And it was a headache. One to remember to always like get my receipts and put those in. And it was a headache, especially during tax time. And I know I missed out on a ton of money. So I always suggest just a bookkeeping and accounting system. With QuickBooks, it has so many features. Like it allows you to accept credit card payments, bank transfers, you can invoice, you can now do a point of sale situation where someone can slide your credit card right there and pay you. But more importantly than that, you can actually track and categorize your income and expenses by just connecting your PayPal. You can connect really any banks. Well, I wouldn't say any banks, but a lot of banks, they have like direct links to them so that you can connect your business account. So anytime you swipe your card, anytime money goes in and out of your account, it automatically goes into that system and you categorize it and it just goes, it's just really nice. There's just a lot of data that it has and this helps you have access to your profit and loss statements easily. It allows you to make adjustments. Like if you're making a lot of money in a certain area, pour gas on that. But if you're not making you know, a lot of money in another, figure out what's going on and try to fix it. Or maybe it's just something that you need to stop. But having those statements and those reports available to you allows you to make those adjustments. All right, the second system that you need is a payment gateway. And as I know when you're getting started, I know that when you're getting started, it's tempting for you to accept payments in any form but don't do it. I'm just saying don't do it. And again, consult with an accountant on the best forms of payments that you can accept for your business. But some of those options that you have are PayPal, Stripe, and Square. Venmo, y'all, is not an option. It is against their terms of use to do business on there. And I think, I haven't looked into Cash App, but it even might be against their terms of service to accept business payment on there. Plus, as a business and a customer, neither of you have protection. So as a customer, if you're paying someone for a service and they don't deliver, you cannot dispute it on their platform and get your money back because they didn't intend for that platform to be used in that way. So likewise, as a business, if you pay a contractor for a service, um, and they don't deliver, you can't dispute it and get your money back. So I always just suggest use the business forms of payment gateway. So not the regular PayPal, the business PayPal. And yes, there are fees that are gonna come with doing business on there and accepting payments and paying other people on there, but that is just a business expense that everyone just has to take that L on. You wanna make sure that you have those protection in place so that if something wonky happens, you're protected and you, you have a way to work it out. Also, I would be remiss if I don't mention, make sure that you have two to three payment gateways set up because what you don't want to happen, I've seen this happen before, is one of them feels like freezing your account or holding on to your money or doing something wonky and then you don't have a way to receive payments. So always make sure that you have two to three accounts on different payment gateways or two to three different ways to accept payments. 
Okay, so we are on step four. The last step we're gonna go over today is get yourself out there. You wanna make sure that you have a website. So that means getting a domain name, getting hosting. That means getting on social media. Heck, that even means just talking about it, whether that's printing up some flyers and talking about your business. You wanna make sure you're just putting yourself out there so people know that this is something that you provide and that this is what you're doing now. You're open for business. So you don't like go too deep into this because I know people can go down the rabbit hole when it comes to social media, when it comes to marketing. What I really want you to focus on in this step is just get a client in there. Get one person, kill it with them, over serve the crap out of them and get a testimonial because then they're going to share it with other people who need your service. But not only that, you can use that testimonial to get other clients. And one thing I will also say, and I've mentioned it before, just have conversations with people. Anytime you're having a conversation with someone, mention your business because people won't know it unless you share it. So I hope that this episode was helpful. It was longer than I had planned, but just to review the steps that we went over, the first step is set up your business structure. Step two, you want to make sure that you're separating your business and personal income. Step three is setting up systems that you need to accept payments. And step four is just get yourself out there. Let people know that you're open for business. All right, for more information about this week's podcast episode, you can go to thebusybiz.com slash episode 33. That's where I have links and the information that I talked about. And I'll have time codes in case you want to review and say, you know what, what did you say at that point? I'll have time codes at that link. If you enjoyed today's episode, head on over to iTunes, leave a review, rate and comment. It's time to build the business of your dreams. Let's get to work.